everyone. Welcome back to the Pathways to Happiness podcast. My name is Nina Lavon, and today we're going to be talking about romanticizing the past and having difficulty moving on with our lives. I think that this habit can be a huge source of suffering and can really make us feel a lot worse about the present moment. This is something that I feel like is happening more and more lately, and I think a lot has to do with the fact that there has just been so many changes lately, many of which aren't things that people really sought after. So I think a lot of us are kind of thinking our lives are almost in two chapters, the before and the after. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. There can be many reasons why we feel like our lives aren't nearly as glamorous or as glorious as they once were. So I really want to discuss the psychology behind why we might be feeling this way, but I also really want to discuss solutions. And I definitely have a lot to say about today's topic, but before I jump into it, I want to, as always, thank you so much for being such an incredible audience and for all your support, both here and on the Nina Levon YouTube channel. It's just really fun watching this community grow, and your comments and your questions definitely help shape the podcast. So please keep writing in and commenting because it helps me know what you are most interested in and where you feel that you most need support. So that being said, let's talk about this concept of romanticizing the past. A lot of times when I use this phrase with clients, they really resist it or it seems to almost be offensive to them. They'll argue that it's not that the past is being romanticized, that it's simply that the situation or the job or the relationship or all of the above really were that good. And I'm certainly not here to judge whether or not that truly is the case. But I can tell you that there are many occasions in which the past really deceives us, or rather our memories of the past deceive us. When we look back at the past, or we look back to certain aspects of our lives, unless they were terrible or traumatic, and we instantly have a negative association that pops up, we are much more likely to remember all that was great about it. The snapshots and the flashbulb memories that made us happy and that made us smile. It's like our past has its own PR agency and it works to highlight all the good stuff and brush anything that wasn't so great underneath the rug. The past, if we think about it though, is something that frees us from the worries connected with uncertainty. We know the story, even if we've kind of rewritten it or glamorized it a bit. The tale has been told. It evokes nostalgia for us. It can feel comforting and familiar. And most of us think of our past with a, like a golden glow as a highlight reel where we can relive all the positive emotions that we experienced during that time. Or sometimes we just take liberty to dramatically rewrite the past, whether we realize we are doing it or not. In fact, every single time that we recall a memory, we alter it a little bit. Again, not necessarily intentionally, 
but we fill in the gaps. And of course, we are going to fill those gaps in with whatever suits our intention. If we want to continue to feel angry about someone, for example, whenever we think about what they said or they did, we're going to make it a little bit more dramatic, a little bit worse, because that's what benefits us in some way. Or if it's something that we want to feel happy about, we're going to gloss over anything that wasn't perfect. We'll fill in the gap in a much more positive way. We don't have the ability to bring up a memory like a movie reel. So our brain really incorporates new emotions and assumptions and colors our memories to better align with how we want to feel about them. And with time, we end up with an extremely biased version of the truth. But to us, it's just a memory. And it's something that I've noticed that we kind of do across the board, not just with our own personal memories, but also in a more general sense. We can romanticize an era or a presidency or a place. I mean, I know I'm definitely guilty of this. I love things that are vintage, for example, and one of the decades that I'm really drawn to is the 1950s. And I know I'm not the only one. I hear people calling this time period or the surrounding decades the good old days, making it seem like things were just so much better in the past. But is that really true? I mean, think about how much we've really romanticized it. The 50s were really plagued with racism, sexism, and there was rampant abuse of alcohol and all kinds of other issues. But of course, that's not really what we think about. We think about how adorable the hairdos were and how fun the cars looked and how happy the music was. So that is an example of how we can really romanticize something. And it's interesting because it gets easier and easier to do the more that time passes because, again, we are conveniently forgetting the negative details and just spending time daydreaming about all the parts that made us happy. I find that I do this all the time with the 80s and the 90s, making these decades seem far superior to now. And I notice that I tend to think of anything that came out of those years as something that was golden, especially music. Songs that I didn't even like when they were popular now seem like these timeless hits to me that I turn up whenever I hear them come on the radio. So it's easy to see that if we can romanticize something like an entire era, how much easier it could be to romanticize something that is much more personal to us, like a relationship or a job or the years we spent in college or anything else that we feel reflects the best moments of our life. We don't think of these memories as hand-picked moments. We think of them as worthy of being on a pedestal and Overwhelmingly, we think that things could never and will never be as good as they once were. And again, these times may have really been great. Maybe it represents the high point in our career or when we recall looking or feeling our best. Maybe it's when we were the healthiest or the most carefree. 
Maybe we felt the most loved or the most understood or appreciated. There are a million reasons why we can get attached to the past or memory that we feel that we can't really move away from. And it makes it that much easier when we factor in that we aren't remembering any of the pain that we went through during that time. We aren't remembering the struggles or any of the suffering. It really does heighten our attachment because the past can just seem so perfect. And this is so common that we actually have a term for this bias in psychology. It's called rosy retrospection. I love this name. It refers to the phenomenon of people judging the past disproportionately more positively than they judge the present. And it's very closely related to the concept of nostalgia, which I'm sure we are all very familiar with. It's a little bit different, but it has a lot of similarities. And it turns out that it is extremely common to get stuck thinking about the past and thinking that it was so much better than it was in actuality. But again, this is not meant to discount the fact that great and amazing things did happen in the past or that there were situations that really do seem to be better than they are now. It's very possible that that is truly the case. A healthy degree of skepticism, however, can really be helpful in determining how true that really is for us. But let's just say that it's possible. Maybe we were once a fabulous athlete and now we are spending all our time remembering the days when we were competing and we were in our glory. Maybe we were in a marriage that was seemingly perfect and so happy and it ended abruptly and we can't help but think about all the happy memories that we once had. These things can legitimately happen and even things that were less extreme than this can really trigger that attachment to the past. Maybe we just missed how things used to be. And what's the problem with that? Or better, is there even a problem with that? What's wrong with missing the past? I think firstly, it's human nature to miss things that we perceive to be as positive or that we really enjoyed. We are simply not wired to only consider the present moment or the future. It's human nature to look back, especially at times when we were filled with hope or we seemed happier. Sometimes we just lose our optimism and we are faced with a reality that we really don't like. And when that happens, we look straight to the past because it's like a a security blanket, it's a safety blanket. So it really makes sense. But there can also really be a problem with romanticizing the past or several problems really. When we latch onto the past, we begin to subconsciously demonize the present. We don't give it a chance. We give up on it before it can really turn into something beautiful. So in a sense, we are really compromising the future. These memories will start to affect our decisions and can really steal our motivation because when we are convinced that something is less than or just bad all around, of course we aren't going to nurture it. 
think about this in terms of relationships. If we are romanticizing an old partner, for example, and constantly thinking about that person, how is anyone new, no matter how great they are, really going to have a chance? So in the case of our relationships, romanticizing our past ones can end up ruining our future ones or our present ones. The same goes for the jobs we have or the cities we live in. It's like the vortex of nostalgia pulls us in into this fantasy land, except it's a land where things will never be as they once were. And really, we're probably never as great as we are remembering them to be. We have filtered out every single negative aspect from the situation. So think of it this way. The longer we continue to glamorize our past, the longer we are going to prevent something that could quite possibly be much, much better from entering our present. And again, doesn't mean that the past wasn't great, but if we continue to hold it on a pedestal, we're just delaying all the great things that we could have right now. We have to remember that just because a chapter in our book of life was fantastic, it doesn't mean that our story should end there. I think as humans, we fail to have imagination about what could be. There's always something better that could be. There's always something more. There's no way that the best ending was already written, that the best parts of our life are already over. We're often so limited by our imagination. If we go back to romanticizing memories and simply ask ourselves the question, what could have made this even better? I bet you could think of a million things. Same with the old job or the old house or the old relationship. As good as it was, couldn't it have been a little bit more perfect? Of course, because every aspect of our life has flaws, including what we think of as being the best of the best. If we use our imagination, however, we can upgrade the possibilities. But instead of doing so concerning the future, which is still possible, which is still achievable, we dwell in the past where there are no further possibilities, where there is nothing more that can happen. And the sad thing is that our life is in the now. And of course, even if we want to go back in time, it's not even possible. Let's say we got that old job back or that old relationship back or whatever it was. It wouldn't be the same now. Firstly, we'd be faced with all the negative aspects of the situation that we are conveniently forgetting. But also, time has changed. Life has changed. The world has changed. That moment of time could never be as it was ever again, even if we tried to replicate it. And how can we have any energy to create our future when all our energy is focused in the past? It's impossible. And it creates that vicious cycle. I also think it's interesting that we refuse to trust the universe, that we insist we'd be given the right cards only once in our life, and that's it, that the happiness is over. 
But that simply isn't the case. That's not true at all. Our life didn't end with that memory, with that experience. Our lives are just beginning and our new future is unfolding as we speak. Who's to say we can't build something better and have brand new remarkable experiences? Of course we can. Our lives are in our hands. Our future is in our hands. So I think that starting to reframe our relationship with the past is something that is important and it's important that we think of it more as something that we can happily reminisce about from time to time as opposed to you know, a time and a place that we are mentally stuck in because truthfully, we are never going to be fully present in the life we have now until that shift starts to happen. So how can we help ourselves along this path? How can we begin to have a healthier relationship with our past? One of the things that has been extremely helpful to me and for many of my clients as well is to begin to write gratitude list to think about the things that we are happy about in the now, really allowing ourselves to focus on the good. This is something that is supported by scientific research. Writing gratitude lists or journaling about, you know, what we are thankful about can really help us feel happier and more content in the present moment. I think another thing that we can do is to fantasize about the future. Think about new goals, new aspirations. Think about all that could be, especially aspects of our future that could be better than the past that we are romanticizing. Realizing that the present and future could potentially be vastly better than our past is paradigm shifting. It helps us remember that our better days aren't behind us, that the future is bright. Remember, our past has already been lived and carved in stone. It's only the present and future that we have control over now. We forget that we can create something astounding. So dream of what that can be and start working on it. Because once we start making progress, once we see these dreams becoming reality, we become empowered and inspired. And suddenly, the past doesn't seem as enticing. And again, not saying that we want to trash the past or throw our memories in the garbage. It's all about realizing that we can create new memories and start a new journey. We can have both. We can have the past and we can relive it in a healthy way from time to time, but we can immerse ourselves in the present moment to dive fully into whatever we have going on now, to make it the best it can be, and to start to move forward. It's really better to make our life good in the now than constantly be craving something that is no longer possible or available to us. We also have to keep in mind that the tendency that we have to recall our positive memories over our negative ones increases when we are feeling discomfort in the now. So we have to have awareness of that and really ask ourselves, what am I running from? What is causing me discomfort or anxiety? When we notice we are really increasing the amount of time that we are spending mentally in the past, 
we can be aware that maybe there are issues in our life that need our attention. And when we address these things, we can often feel great relief, even when we don't have the ability to fix them right away. There's a relief that comes even by just acknowledging them. And when we turn away from the things that really do need our time and attention in our life, we're going to really start to kick up this habit in a lot of cases. We're going to start embellishing our memories and making them even more appealing than they were, or we're going to start to omit the details that would remind us that our past wasn't perfect. So if we are also surrounding ourselves with artifacts from the past, maybe it's time to put these things away for a little bit if we feel that they may be contributing to this issue. This is something that I had to do personally. Sometimes without realizing it, we hold ourselves prisoner to the past by constantly trying to relive it or recreate it. So maybe put away all these photographs and artifacts for a little bit, not throw them away, just put them away, hide them for a little bit, maybe switch up the clothes that remind you of the past. Start thinking instead about the things that could get you excited about the future. We also want to start to calm all this mental chatter that pulls us into the past excessively. So we need to truly begin to focus on mindfulness. We can do this by taking time to walk in nature or to meditate or to journal or to take a yoga class. If we engage ourselves in activities that really allow us to get into a flow state, like playing an instrument or creating something, these experiences really help pull us into the moment. They can help us to appreciate our life more. They can help us to feel more engaged and fulfilled in the present moment. And I really think the more that we start doing these types of things, the more space that we can create for new experiences and we can begin to trust in our own future and focus on our own wellness, which really does need to be a priority right now. So when you find yourself starting on that spiral of longing for the past, just remember that it is firstly entirely possible that we are really idealizing it and also that our life in the present is quite possibly much better than we are giving it credit for being. And if we are certain that it's not let this be a little nudge to start making changes because it's not about the past anymore, good or bad. No matter how we feel about it, we aren't there and we won't ever be there again. So I know that can be hard to hear, but it can also be such an important reminder and a game changer to write a new chapter right now. It's not going to erase the old one. Those memories are yours to keep, but they shouldn't hold you back. Our experiences are lessons and they can be blessings, but they aren't the end of the road. Allow your story to continue and you will be amazed at all the universe has in store for you. So, those are my thoughts on romanticizing the past, and I truly hope you found today's 
podcast inspiring and helpful. This was actually a topic request from one of our amazing listeners, so please keep those questions coming. You can always reach me by email, and my email address is nina.lavon at gmail.com. That's spelled N-E-N-A dot L-A-V-O-N-N-E at gmail. You can also reach me on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at Nina Lavon. So as always, I thank you so much for spending time with me today, and I truly hope that the rest of your day is extraordinary. See you next time, guys.